Funk Radio is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Welcome, weary travelers, to Funk Radio, your favorite podcast for all your favorite Funk James. This is one of your hosts. This is Peter, <laughs> and this is your other less animated host, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Joining us for our okay. uh, discussion today. <laughs> Thank you. Joining us for our discussion today, uh, we have a guest host, Jose. Hello. Hello, everyone. I know you were on the show oh, once I, a long time ago. I yeah. want to say it was maybe our 50th episode, because I think there were some other people in there as well. I think you were planning for other people. I think it was just the three of us. <laughs> oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here today. Thanks. And I guess it sounds like it's just us again. Yep. <laughs> uh, so way back, very... <laughs> I don't even know how many people listen to this, but way back in, in a couple of years ago in um, episode 22, this is episode 115, so we've come a long way. Uh, we did an episode that was mainly focused on jazz as a genre, um, but in for whatever reason, I don't really remember why, maybe because of jazz's influence on other types of music, um, we also kind of tied in some fun facts like with etym- etymology, um, like the the history of the or, or like origin, the words and stuff uh, for certain musical terms um, related to kind of the genres that we talk about. Like we talked about groovy, jive, <laughs> bless you. We talked about boogie, uh, funk, stuff like that. We kind of talked about that whole like origin of, uh, of terminology kind of on a smaller scope. But for today, I thought it might be interesting for us to talk about how genres in general how their names kind of come about because some of some of them are going to be more obvious and maybe we'll discuss like maybe which ones are and which ones aren't but it's like a lot of the, a lot of the major genres i feel like you can kind of at least make an educated guess about where the name came from but then like a lot of especially today we have so many like we have even hundreds of like these weird sub sub genres that span all kinds of music and a lot of them have kind of weird names so i think it'd be kind of interesting for us to kind of explore how these names come about and like how specific ones that we can think of came about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Peter, I know we talked about like some, like where certain things like the word soul and funk and stuff came from, but or where we thought they came from, but it's kind of interesting. Cause like, even the more that I looked into us, that I looked into the subject, um, a lot of genres end up coming from the journalists and people who end up writing about, this whatever this new burgeoning music style is Mm -hmm. and they just assign a word to it and that becomes like the genre's name like i know that's specifically the case for like uh grunge and metal i think both of those were just kind of someone wrote about this musical genre said oh it sounds grungy or oh it sounds metally i don't know whatever yeah and then it just stuck yeah, that, that's a good point because I know I've heard that at least a couple of times. I don't. I'm trying to remember like what some specific examples are. Possibly dubstep was one of those. I know like there's mm-hmm. types of like modern electronic music where that's definitely happened. Where like one person will write it, write about it, and they'll call it something, and then like everybody else will start calling it the same thing. Yeah, who came up with the word dubstep? That's funny. 
Well, I remember we talked. I remember you were telling us about it on an episode once about how it was like it originally started with I dub know, music yeah, in I the mean, UK, and then it transformed into. I, yeah, I just else. don't know where they got the. I don't know where they took the next step, pun intended, in dubstep. Oh, like where they like mm. that, where the name itself, yeah. Yeah, because dub, yeah, dub came from like Jamaican immigrants uh, in the UK. And that dubstep kind of evolved out of that, but I don't know. Like, hey, this sounds like dub, but it's the next step. It's called dubstep. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be an interesting, if we can try to figure that out by the end of this episode, where, like, the Ooh. step thing comes from. Well, another. We- or sorry, I was thinking, like, for me, when it came to step, when I first heard it, it was usually associated with, like, those weird videos where people were, like, doing robotic movements to the music, so I always thought the step were, like, the weird melodic uh, steps people did with their body so maybe like some sense. kind of incorporating dance into dub music mm-hmm. but even that's not really what dubstep is I guess it could be I don't know depends on mm. your interpretation another genre that I always thought had a really weird name is um that sort of 50s like quartet style singing called doo-wop mm-hmm. mm. I always thought there was a really dumb name I'm like why do they call it doo-wop well, you know, I actually, that's funny because I was actually thinking about the name of doo-wop within the last couple of days. And, you know, you think about it, like, it kind of comes from, like, where they're like, doo-wop, doo-wop, or whatever. Like, that type of, like, that, so that would be, I would I would consider doo-wop to be an example. I don't, I can't think of the exact word, but there's a word for, like, a ooh, word that ooh. comes from, like, the sound that something makes. Because of my immense use of wikipedia on this show (laughs) um i have a sentence here that says the term doo-wop first appeared in print in 1961 in the chicago defender so i think this might be another case of someone (laughs) naming it something and then it stuck says fans of the music coined the term during the height of the vocal harmony resurgence Mm. the phrase was attributed to radio disc jockey gus gossert but Gossert suggested, quote, doo-wop was already in use before me to categorize the music in California. Hmm. Oh. Mm. Weird. But yeah, that might be another case of journalists kind of coining the term, and then fans dug the term enough that it stuck. Can you think of any other genre names that the name kind of comes from the sound of either the music or the sound of, like, the vocals? For example, because that's kind of what doo-wop is, but I was trying to think of like another example of that. Screamo, because they just <laughs> scream. <laughs> okay, I'll um, count that. I, outside from that, I can't think of any. Hmm. Emo, because they're sad. <laughs> <laughs> because they sound sad. It's emotional. Exactly. Um, uh, I, 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 I did actually, I didn't write down any like real ones that we talked about in our last discussion, although I, I did copy our notes on two genres that we mentioned, which were funk and disco. We won't get into those too much because we're trying to keep it like broad for this discussion. But obviously disco comes from the word, the French word discotheque, which meant quote nightclub with recorded music for dancing. It was also known as a record library or a record collection. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a, a nightclub where they have a nice collection of records and then they play them out loud that's kind of how the term discotheque came about. And then the music that they played at those kind of became disco. Mm-hmm. Funk came from jazz, actually. That makes sense. Um, it was actually derived from an African uh, Kikongo word, lufuki, which means bad body odor. 
Both Jasmine and Bakongo use Funky and Lufuki to praise persons for the integrity of their art for having worked out to achieve their aims. So basically, if you're sweaty and smell kind of funky, that means you were working hard at your music. <laughs> they work so hard, they got funky. Yeah, exactly. That's so that's kind of where that comes from. Obviously, like I was, I was mentioning at the beginning, like some of them are kind of obvious. Um, like pop, obviously, is just short for popular music, which kind of, when you think about it, it really means nothing because it doesn't right. like, describe the music what at all is, other, other than, than it's popular the same mm-hmm. i say i would say the same for indie music as well yeah exactly because yeah. i i was just listening actually because on uh sirius xm or whatever they're live broadcasting coachella right now this weekend and last weekend oh yeah and it you know everyone considers coachella this big indie music festival mm-hmm. but i'm listening to a lot of these bands and some of them i like and some of them are just like eh but None of them sound the same, but they're all classified as indie. I'm just like, there is no unifying sound yeah. of indie other than oh, it's not popular yet. Because mm-hmm. I think, well, like, wasn't the and we've I think we I feel like we've talked about this at least briefly before, but because um, mm-hmm. I think we talked about indie being less about the sound of the music and more about the nature of like the band's independence from like a major record label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's kind of ironic because it seems like a lot of indie music comes out now. Aren't most of them signed to major labels mm-hmm. anyway? Eventually. So. And then they do they and then they still call themselves indie music. Yeah. I think another one that might be associated with like that doesn't really go into the name is punk music. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's more of like mm-hmm. a movement rather than a. Because it's more it's more style. of like a attitude, I suppose. You know, right. rather than the sound. Anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. That's stuff. a good one. I mean, you can kind of. I guess the same goes for either pop or indie as well. Like you can kind of, if someone says pop music, punk music, like you can have an idea in your head about what sort of that music it might like... be. But if you try to be like really specific about it, I think it might be tough in some cases. Mm-hmm. Right. Another genre. I mean, I guess it's defined by the sound because it's like unrefined. Is like the term garage rock because mm. it's it's. Garage rock could be a lot of different types of rock, but it's always kind of very unpolished, if that makes sense. Like people, it's right. like as if they were recording it in their garage. Exactly, exactly. Mm. You know, they they record with like as few instruments as possible, as few recording devices as possible, so it sounds really kind of raw. Mm. So I guess that's classifiable by a sound, but it's more of like a production sound than any sort of specific mm. melodic sound. To me, yeah. that's like real indie music if they're actually making it in their garage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Country music. I think it's I guess it's from the from country. the more popular, I guess, in the in the south in the rural areas, southwest. Right. So I mean that that would almost be like a genre based on like a locale Geograph- or like geography. a region. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, I feel like it's more like it also does go into like the music a little bit, like um. There are always certain instruments that classify as country, mm-hmm. because I remember when like uh, Taylor Swift was coming up through the ranks, people were saying like her music isn't country; it's pop, but it only has a banjo in it. Uh, I like I remember, I remember someone saying that, and then um, like see, even I now, always, or, I was sorry. gonna say I I always thought she was country at the beginning, and then she went pop. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, but we should, um. We should get I think another thing, like, kind of goes with, like, lyrics as well, like, what is usually brought up in country music, which is usually, like, 
I remember there was this video of like two years ago of the top country songs out there, and they were all about big trucks and going out to some body of water to get drunk with this girl they just met. <laughs> You've just summed up all of country music to me. Yeah, <laughs> and but although there's like there's like been small changes, like they're trying, like there's right now this weird fusion that's popular of country and hip hop. Hmm. And it, oh, it just meshes yeah. terribly. Cause there's, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because there's this one group I found on YouTube, and it was like these three super country guys, like mm. sleeveless tank top, overweight country guys, and they had like a hip hop group, and they're rapping, but they have really thick southern accents. So right. I'm just like, what? what am I listening to right now? I don't even know what that would sound like. And I think they rapped about, like, tractors and stuff. I might be wrong. <laughs> but I, I, I distinctly remember tractors. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> if you could pick two musical genres that you think would fuse really terribly together, what would you pick? I think I would pick those two. Yeah, that's yeah, that's... pretty up there. Considering those are, like, two of probably the most popular genres, in at least in the U.S., mm-hmm. like, in terms of how many people listen to them it's mm-hmm. funny how like they just do not go together at all oh yeah. you, you know what also doesn't go together i just thought of mm. country and punk punk tree <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah because yeah. punk is very anti-establishment and country is very much like conservative sing, in a sense we sing, yeah we yeah we sing this way and, and do and sing about this stuff because it's what's popular punk mm-hmm. is all about what's not popular <laughs> Hmm. That's a good point. I I want I want country and reggae. Although I don't know if I would call it country and reggae, but it seems like there's like a lot more. How do I say this? Like, not, maybe not reggae, but like Polynesian or like East Islander kind of hmm. sound in music. Like a lot, even a lot of the indie stuff I was listening to lately, a lot of them have like that ukulele and stuff in them now. It's like a thing. Huh, I've been noticing. They're, they're all trying to be like Jason Mraz or something. I don't know. Uh, can you guys think of any other genres or even like more obscure sub 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 genres that you could argue are based on like a region or like an area of the world? No. Hmm. We can come back to it. Uh, I well, mean, there, there's I, one I, thing I can I can think of, but it it feels a bit like a genre because of how it's used. Um, have you guys heard of the thing with like um, what, what's it called? Um, like Hatsune Miku. No, it's a it's a very Japanese thing. It's like this um program that you can create your own songs with. Like they have the full vocals of a female, and she's and of course everything with Japan has to have a mascot. So the mascot is Hatsune Miku, and she oh. goes around performing concerts, actual concerts. Like she was even on the David Letterman show sometime last year. Her hologram that. was performing, but it feels very Japanese, and also because it feels so artificial, that kind of goes with it. Yeah. Like um, I listen to a lot of different um, anime stuff, and I can tell if something is from a show or just something from music in general or but i can clearly tell oh that's the computer program hatsune miku hmm. so it's more yeah, of like I a re- cultural thing yeah then i remember my girlfriend was telling me about that because they have like a 
You know those little, those little pop funk dolls, the little bobblehead dudes? They have oh, yeah. like her mascot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought it was from an anime at first. And she's like, no, that's that's like weird robot singing, singing person from Japan. Oh. And I was like, yeah. oh? <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. That seems really, it seems interesting. But it's almost like, like, you know, the gorillas, how they, how they do a lot of their electronic stuff, but they have like that kind of hand-drawn mascot band oh yeah that always performs in the videos mm-hmm. it's kind of the same idea it's like you know where do you draw the line of music created in a computer performed by a robot and music created by a human that's then performing that music you mm-hmm. know for people that's a good point mm-hmm. because obviously someone's making the music but they're not the one they're not the face of the music mm. but yeah robots they're gonna take over man <laughs> if they haven't already uh, can you guys and something like that's something i kind of mentioned at the beginning during the intro was that like especially with all like the the, the crazy subgenres that we have nowadays um i think because it's just becoming harder and harder with the more like experimentation that's happening i guess you could say with indie artists possibly um it's getting harder and harder to uh categorize certain bands or certain sounds into like the big categories and now it's getting you may have some subgenres that only have like a handful of bands, but you know, some of those have kind of weird names and I was trying to think of a good example, a few good examples of those. I don't know if you guys have any on the top of your head. Like weird subgenres that don't have a lot of bands in them. You're I mean, even whether or not they have a lot of bands in them, I was just like some of, sometimes I've noticed like they are given kind of bizarre names just because they're trying to like describe something that's kind of unique and not, in one of the big categories, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There were two things. Um, I follow this uh, YouTube channel called uh, This Exists, and they um basically they go over weird things that actually do exist, and they went over two different music genres. One, I think, was like Norwegian Christian death metal, <laughs> which is really weird because it's exactly what it sounds. It's Norwegian, it's death metal, but it's like Christian music. And then they did an entire episode on baseball music. Not only, like, people people from baseball who have gone on to do music careers, but bands who just, who are dedicated to a baseball team, and they make songs about baseball and the team in general. That's really, I've never heard of that. That's really weird. Yeah. It's really strange, like, how different things can be. Huh. That, that is weird. <laughs> Another genre that, I mean, I don't, I'm sure there was a lot of bands in it at the time, but it was like one of the shortest lasting genres that I can remember, um, is, I don't know if any of you guys remember, cause we were probably like little kids, but in the early nineties, there was like this really weird and really short revival of swing music. And rather than just uh. call it swing music, they called it new Jack swing, which is like a fusion genre of sorts between yeah. swing and like kind of 80s you know 80s sound but yeah i really, wonder where really, that sound where the name of that came from like i'm trying to find on wikipedia here because i feel like we've talked about new jack swing before but yeah i don't remember like what how the name came about it just says that it, it combined it de- it developed the way many music styles do by combining elements of older styles with newer sensibilities it used r&b style vocals sung over the top of hip-hop and dance style um, That's the sound of the New 90s. Jack Swing, yeah, really, comes from the hip hop swing beats created by a drum machine. Blah blah mm. blah. 
Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really say how the the term originated, just the the genres that it came from. Mm. Um, one that I kind of thought of, I don't really know why this came into my mind. I know like metal has a lot of different subgenres. Um, yeah. I don't really know much about metal other than it has a ton of subgenres. <laughs> Um, I can even say a couple of them here. Um, the one that came to mind for me was like industrial metal, which when you think about it, that doesn't sound like it describes music, but it is a genre um, that apparently draws from industrial dance music, thrash metal, and hardcore punk. So I don't actually, I don't even know what thrash metal is There's versus looking, industrial metal versus regular metal. I'm looking at lists of different genres right now, yeah. and I'm looking at metal since you mentioned that. Yeah. There is black metal, Christian metal, death metal, doom metal, drone metal, doom metal. Folk, <laughs> folk metal. What? There's Celtic metal, which is probably just like metal with bagpipes. <laughs> Funk metal, glam metal, which that makes sense, like glam rock in the 80s. Yeah. Goth metal. There's one called metal core. I don't know if, <laughs> what makes that different than metal. Rap metal, sludge metal. Sludge? Speed metal I've heard of. That's like where they go really, really fast in the on the guitar. And thrash metal I've heard of. I've never heard of sludge metal. What the hell is I'm this? I'm looking it up right now. Sludge metal, sometimes referred to simply as sludge, is an extreme genre of music that melds elements of doom metal and hardcore punk, and sometimes southern rock. Typically harsh and abrasive, often featuring shouted or screamed vocals, heavily distorted instruments, and sharply contrasting tempos. That's all metal. That, yeah. <laughs> that just describes all metal music. I also don't know where the, the name Sludge... I mean, I guess it kind of just... See, I actually listened to the Melvins, and it says that the Melvins are sludge metal, but I wouldn't really consider them that. I consider them more industrial, but okay. Hmm. Something I'm seeing a big trend of is that like, with any of like the metal pages or bands within those types of metal there's a huge list of uh, fusions with other types of metal yeah someone needs to make like a web of all the metals there's noise rock stoner rock grindcore metalcore post hardcore gore grind what the hell is gore grind (laughs) sounds like like the horror movie it's a musical subgenre of grindcore and death metal British band carcass is most commonly credited for the emergence of the genre. It's it's recognized for its highly distorted, watery-sounding vocals huh. and abrasive musicianship. All of them are abrasive. That's, That's what, metal, what is. metal is. It's yeah. abrasive. It's like a scouring pad to your ears. Didn't we mention shoegaze once on this show? I think, I think we did. Shoegaze seems to like a new genre. Like, they actually even mention that on the indie stations sometimes. Hmm. But I don't really know what well, it is. Well, there's... Yeah, Shoe gaze, and then derivatives of that are new gaze and black gaze. <laughs> Where do they come up with these names? I don't know. That's why we're talking. I want like butt gaze. You just gaze at your butt. Did you mention pagan metal or, no. vi- or Viking metal? Viking or, metal sounds. Cool. I think I've heard of Viking metal before. <laughs> How about isn't that kind of symphonic what, black metal? Isn't that kind of what Guar is, or my way off base for Viking metal? Yeah, because they're Norwegian, but. I don't know if that just classifies them as Vikings or not. Actually, well, something to, to mention here about black metal, at least. I'm sure most of the other ones have it as well. There's a huge section of this article dedicated to the ideology behind it, which mm-hmm. includes, and I'm just reading like the major tags here, um, Satanism, Neo-Nazism, 
Oh, how lovely. Whoa. So I guess these are, this is like, this is an example of a genre that has like a whole, it's not just a type of music. It's like a whole ideology behind mm-hmm. the music. There, I, I, that's a good point. I'm sure there's a lot of music genres that kind of attach to an ideology. Like a lot of, a lot of punk, you know, as nice yeah. as punk music is, usually kind of attaches to that, to the neo-Nazi and kind of anti, what's the term? Anarchist yeah. movements. Um, so yeah, Christian rock or Christian really anything attaches to the Christian religion. Yeah. There's Chinese rock. Chinese rock. <laughs> what the heck is Chinese rock? <laughs> Wouldn't it just be rock music in China? <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah. Cro- yeah. Crossover thrash. Digital hardcore. Horror punk. That sounds fun. I remember hearing something like. Are we all just looking talking, at this list? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm no, looking at so, I just remember like there is actually horror music out there, and I've been dying to like really find more into it. Huh. Like horror, like the music you hear in horror movies, or no? Ho- not necessarily stuff heard in movies, but stuff like inspired by that kind of stuff. Like what you would like if you listen to it, you go like, "Oh, that's something that's horror." Hmm. So there's like screams and monster growls and stuff on it. It's like a, it's like a scary sound CD that you have, have at Halloween time. Huh. I've heard of psychobilly. That's like a, a subgenre of punk. It's kind of like punk meets uh, bluegrass, if that makes any sense. It's really hard to describe. That sounds really ro- ro- weird. Rockabilly. I'm sorry. Like that '50s rockabilly style. It's like punk plus that. Weren't you telling me about synth punk recently, Kyle? Or something Synth- close to that? Yeah, no, 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 no. Alex Solano was because it's like some 80s style of Yeah, it's like going punk. back to like 80s-ish type of music. Yeah, it's like... Well, no, it's like steampunk, but it's synth punk, so it's like it's going super, back to like synth music of the 80s. Yeah, it's like super 80s sounding electronic, like pounding sounds, like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. I can't even do it. We can imagine. Peter, make, Peter maketh synth noise. No. There's also breakcore or noisecore. Which I've is heard of... electronic dance music influenced by hardcore, jungle, digital hardcore, and industrial music. There's one called desert rock. That's probably another genre compounded by the fact that it's, you know, geographical. <laughs> it uh, says, The Palm Desert Scene is a group of related bands and musicians from Palm Desert in Southern California. Blah, 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 hard rock sound. Yeah, I've heard of Cayuse. I didn't know this was considered... I thought they were just metal. Oh, it's also kind of lumped in with the term stoner rock. Because when you're out uh, in the de- you, when you live out in the desert, that's pretty much all you can do is do drugs. You know, I was talking about industrial metal a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. Apparently there's like industrial pretty much everything, like rock and everything else. Or industrial just industrial metal. music in general. I was trying to figure out like where that name came from. Probably like... You know, when it, if it came from, like, areas of industry, like inner city areas, maybe... Maybe. You know, like, Although I did find a quote here from a professor of sociology, David A. Loker, at Missouri State University. He says, Overall, popular heavy rock music has changed to become more industrialized. This robbed the industrial hardcore movement of any hopes of establishing a new identity of its own. The style is dead, or at least dying. The elements of the style continue on in new musical settings huh. so i wonder if that has to do with like the because when they're saying it like becomes industrialized mm-hmm. i wonder if that means like it's becoming more 
streamlined, popularized versus like its roots of being more. Or does it mean industrialized in the in the concept that it's? Does it mean industrialized in the concept that it's like it's mass developed. produced? Yeah, it's it's mass produced and it's very refined and it's like you know how do I put it? Yeah, I, I think Where, refined is a good way to put it because it's developed so much that it's kind of yeah. become a thing yeah. versus kind of being its own like unique sound that only a few bands are known for. True. So I guess once something kind of becomes popular and streamlined enough, it kind of becomes industrial. <clears throat> Speaking of a lot of genres having the, this term in front of it, pop music has... I think there's a pop for every country. There's K-pop, J-pop, E-pop, L-pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freaking Iranian pop. What the hell is Iranian pop? <laughs> Probably much exactly what you might expect. Music popular in Iran. Like, the only two I've, I knew really before this was J-pop and K-pop, because those are popular here. Right. One type of music, like, where I hear the genre name, it basically means nothing to me, uh-huh. is, like, alternative Music. Yes, thank right. you. It always seems like it's kind of rock, but kind of not. But here, let me see if I can find that in this massive list. Because I'm on the page, and it says emerged from independent music underground of the 1980s and became popular by the 90s. So I'm wondering if like alternative rock was almost like the precursor to like what we know now as indie. Probably. I. That's a really good point. I would say so. Hmm. <laughs> But then it's also classifying current bands like Arctic Monkeys, Interpol, The Strokes. They're mm. still around, and they're considered alt-rock. What is the difference? Maybe alt-rock is like a little bit more rock-sounding than indie music, if that makes sense. Like, indie doesn't necessarily have to have guitar in it, but alt-rock does. Uh, because it's rock. You Creed. I hate Creed. Uh, I also found Jangle Pop, <laughs> uh, which might be another one that kind of pulls from like this from its actual sound. Jangle. Um, oh, it actually said. Well, I'll, I'll say what it is, and then I'll say another thing. Um, it's a genre of alternative rock from the early to mid '80s that marked a return to the chiming or jangly guitars and pop melodies of the '60s. <laughs> There's Christian punk. That's really funny. Do they call it crunk? <laughs> It's a form of Christian music and a subgenre of punk rock with some degree of Christian lyrical content. Well, duh. I've never heard of this. That's hilarious. Because the two ideologies seem kind of clashing, you know? Yeah. Like, do they just scream about yeah. Jesus? Well, that's what I, that's how <laughs> I feel with Okay, like... there was this, um, uh, what was that? I remember I went to a, a concert thing. It was because I went to go see uh, Skillet. Do you, guys, do you guys know who Skillet is? No, no. I, it's making me hungry. I know. That's actually one of... Uh, that's a Christian rock band, but they're more accessible towards people who are non-Christian. I've heard different people talk about them. Uh-huh. Me and a friend really liked them, but in order to hear them, we basically went to this thing where it was all these um, uh, Christian type of bands. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember there was one where it was like Christian rap. <laughs> and it was really weird because it was like one knows... Um, basically, it's rap that's like comparable to a lot of stuff that's out these days like look at how much i've got look at all this stuff i've got but and that Jesus just clashes so much with the basic concepts of christianity 
So wait, it was Christian rap, but it was still rapping about the same excess that regular rap is about? Yeah. That is weird. Like, is it like, look how much I got? Thanks, Jesus. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> just about almost. Like, I can't remember, like, what the guy was. I, I wish I could just, like, pass it on, because it was hilarious oh, that's listening funny. to him. That is pretty funny. Yeah, I got Skillet up mm-hmm. here. I had, to di- I had to, like, move away from the fact that it, yeah. I, I got a actual Skillet and now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I want the Skillet breakfast platter from yeah. Denny's. Like... I, I could say Skillet. I, I would say they're more hard rock. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't classify them as like punk rock or anything. But if you look at some of their stuff, you would be like confused. Like if you looked up the music video for something like Monster. Huh. What is, speaking of Christian rock, what is that band? They were popular in the 90s and they sang that song Jesus Freak. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? DC Talk. Thank you. That I knew I would look them up because I think they're kind of I don't know what they would be classified as to be Christian rap. Here we go. Yeah, that yeah, that one's rap. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know they were rap. I thought they were regular stuff. Yeah. And one of the guy, at least one of the guys from there, is like really popular now, or for Christian stuff. Um, Toby Mac. Um, like he, I know that he's made into the mainstream a little bit. Like he does one of the songs for intros for. Um, one of the wrestling shows. Oh. Yeah, I just remember that song Jesus Freak was really popular when I was a kid. Hmm. That's funny. I realize, like, some people are really into these types of music, but I just, I don't understand, like, like, we're talking about, like, Christian rap, Christian metal, Christian punk. Like, I feel, like, like you said, Kyle, like, I feel like those two ideas clash clash with each other. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure, like, there are bands that do it successfully. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just not, I'm not, I just don't know, like, the top of my head, like, how you would do that. I mean, certain certain people, when you know, obviously, if they're looking to get Christianity outside of church, then they're you know they're going to fall into these genres. Right. But for some people, there's a for the for other people, there's a big separation between their faith and you know the rest of their social lives. Mm-hmm. So um, other people could be turned off by it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. From, as you guys can tell, I like know a bit more of this stuff. Like I've. Uh, actually listen to a bunch of this like toby mac i feel he's more successful than not when it comes to like rap and hip-hop for christianity because like it really is weird sometimes like there's one called gone where it's basically it he basically throws in the jesus thing at the end and it's very strange <laughs> but then you get something like uh, ignition which is this really awesome hip-hop song where it ju- it's seamless like it doesn't feel like he it's very Christian, like it not on the surface, but if you dug deep into it, you can tell. And there's another one on um, band called Flyleaf. Um, oh, I've that, heard them. Yeah, they do a song. One of their biggest songs is called uh, Cassie, which is based off one of the girls who died in the uh, um, Columbine shootings. Oh yeah. And um, that one, it's a bit more overt with the Christian elements, but I feel it. It really is more accessible towards people. Hmm. Interesting. We should find Christian soul. Although I think all soul, at least in the sixties and seventies, was probably Christian soul. Well, because they had all those like because it was the gospel background. Exactly, yeah. it came from gospel, which is like pure church music. Well, see there, the gospel music comes from the style of music that you would sing in church, and the themes, perhaps as well, from yeah the gospel of Jesus. Right, like there are it's... different things out there. Like there's a clear separation. Like there's no way I'm gonna sing skillet in church 
<laughs> but yeah. there are certain bands. Like, there's this one popular one called Hillsong that I can't stand that is church music. But oh, there is, like, two I've or three songs I do like. I've heard of them. Yeah. Kind of shifting the conversation a little bit, slightly. Um, we have mentioned hip-hop a lot. Yes. I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, where do you think that name comes from? Um, the hippity and the hoppity? I don't know. <laughs> Don't stop the rock. The hippin' and the hoppin', the pippin' and the boppin'. <laughs> you hip, you hop, you don't stop. Uh, hip-hop is a cultural movement that formed in the 1970s among African-American youths in the South <laughs> Bronx. Hip-hop culture is spread throughout urban and suburban communities throughout the world. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop, hip-hop music first emerged with Cool Herc and contemporary disc jockeys creating rhythmic beats by looping breaks. Interesting. Beatboxing, mm. obviously, was a big thing. Yeah, I don't know. It says it takes additional inspiration regularly from soul, funk, and R&B. Also, obvious. I have never... Yeah. Yes, Peter, I was mentioning this to you. I was listening to a lot of, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s rap recently, just, you know, because I dig some of that stuff. Yeah. And I have never seen so many artists so blatantly just rip music from 60s and 70s and just put in their songs. <laughs> almost yeah. every Wait, other late one. 80s, early 90s, that you said? Yeah. Almost every other artist, their chorus or whatever is just, you know... Pulled from another. <laughs> so, like, you know, some song like Diana Ross and the Supremes or Marvin Gaye or whatever. Just They just throw it into their song and then rap over it and they're like, oh, it's my song now. Yeah. Was like, See, that was, that was like the time before people were like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Before copyright laws, I guess, I don't know. Well, before like, because that was just like when sampling was becoming a thing. And yeah. so like, there was no precedent for it. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's, I like it, but it's just it's just so funny how that like every one of them has some form of 70s or 60s song thrown into their song. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It shows how inspired they were, I guess, by it. Oh, okay. So I was I was looking at hip hop, um, but then I was I also looked at rapping. Right. So I was, I was wondering like where the term rap came from. Mm-hmm. Um, the word originally meaning to hit, like which makes sense. Um, if you rap onto something, you're like hitting it. Um, is used to describe quick speech. So like, or like you're hitting people with, with your words. You know, with your rhymes. Yeah, exactly. So that that rapping it. rapping, you're literally like hitting people with, with your concepts. With your rhymes. I want to know where the term beatbox came from. <laughs> it's a form of vocal percussion, primarily involving the art of producing drum beats, rhythm, and musical sounds with one's mouth, lips, tongue, and voice. Mm-hmm. So it's just the act of making, like, drum sounds with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Bismarck right. is, like, the master of beatboxing. I love Bismarck. Is he dead? Nope, he's I alive. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's um something that I also saw, too, that... I found slightly interesting, partially because it kind of digs deeper into something that I like. Um, it's called hip opera or what? rap opera. <laughs> Basically, it's the concept of like rock opera, like um, stuff right. like Rent or something like that, but rap instead. And I'm only thinking uh-huh. like this is a genre, but then I remember, um, you know, that I think it's R. Kelly, the trapped in the closet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're turning that into a musical. Like I think they're in the final stages of getting it on Broadway. Oh my, oh my gosh, that is really funny. Yeah. Hip-hopera. Wait, hip opera is that what you called it? Um. Well, it, I found it under rap opera, but it goes by like the name hip opera. That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. I imagine like the Phantom of the Opera just rapping. 
Where did where where did the uh, so that like for like rock music like was was that like because that that came from rock and roll, mm-hmm. I guess. So was that like the way you're moving as you're singing rock and roll, or what, what is that? I remember there was a teacher who explained to me or explained to the class how the name rock and roll came about. Mm. I I forget what it is like. Basically, rock and roll. The title it basically is. A dick joke. <laughs> really? I, I remember that's what you like. You get hard as a rock, and then something with the roll. I can't remember exactly, but my, one of my teachers was so like strong-willed, like telling us, "No, this is how they got the name for rock and roll." That's huh. really funny. I mm-hmm. hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact: in 1951, Cleveland, Ohio disc jockey Alan Freed began playing R&B music for the multiracial audience and is credited with first using the phrase rock and roll to describe the music. So that's another uh, another disc jockey naming the the genre thing. I, or I guess you were talking more about um, like people writing about it. Journalists. Mm-hmm. Journalists. But yeah, I, I think DJs do it too. Same idea, yeah. Yeah. The term rock and roll has at least two different meanings, both in common usage referring to the first wave of music that originated in the U.S. in the 50s. Mm. Also a term synonymous with rap music and culture in a more broad sense. Well, duh. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Here's hoping it's actually a dick joke, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> Here on Funk Radio, we always hope it's a dick joke. <laughs> and if it's not, we'll make it into one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. I think we've covered most mainstream and non-mainstream genres in yeah i'm trying to think minutes. of if there's some others because i know like we're gonna end this and then you know we're a couple hours later we're gonna be like oh man right. we didn't talk about it you know, exactly. whatever that's what always happens we're um, get back to that list there are go. there any specific ones that you really just like the name or you think it's really uh, clever because I, I can think of one but i don't know if you can you guys can uh, think of one. i like math rock what is <laughs> math rock is that like schoolhouse it's 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 a rhythmically complex, often guitar-based style of experimental or indie rock. It also is influenced by prog rock. I don't know. It's like, hold on. Where most rock music uses basic four-four four-meter, math rock frequently uses asymmetrical time signatures such as seven-eighths, eleven-eighths, or thirteenth-eighths, and features constantly changing meters based on various groupings of two and three. So it's like. So it's kind of mathematical. complex, rhythmic. I don't know. I think it's... Some of it sounds cool. I'm trying to think of some of the bands that are considered math rock. Uh. Oh, yeah. Black Moth... Black... Wow. I can talk. <laughs> Black Moth Super Rainbow. I like that. Black Moth think, Super Rainbow is math rock? Yeah. I think Dan turned me onto them, actually. Lamb of God is considered math rock? Oh. Chapel Hill... But yeah, you guys should check out Black Mouth, Super Rainbow. They're kind of psychedelic, but they're really good. Like, they're instrumental, so they're really good music to listen to when, like, when you're studying or reading or whatever. Likewise, psychedelic music is good to listen to while you're having psychedelic <laughs> visions on drugs. Well, that's what I, that's, that's basically what it's for, right? And it's inspired by I would said drugs. Yeah, we we gotta I, cover everything. I know psychedelic punk and psychedelic soul. Psychedelic soul is like what we talked about with the Temptations. Yeah, yeah. How it became like more edgy, raw soul music. Yeah, I feel like I'm losing my voice. 
Um, you use like reverb folk, and weird stuff like that too. Folktronica. That is an awesome name. <laughs> electro folk. Huh. I like that you just put the word electro in front of anything that just is like an electronic That's version of that. Definitely thing. become a trend in the last five, five years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like electro pop, electro punk, electro soul, electro swing, electro electro. One, like I guess you could call it. Yeah, it's a subgenre. I guess the um, that I sort of figured out the name of it recently. I really like the name is uh, Plunder Phonics. <laughs> and Kyle was telling me about this because I I was listening to the the album by the Avalanches within the last couple of months, and their style is very much just like it's like a hundred percent samples of other stuff and they mix it all together into music. And like that album by itself, I think they sampled like 3000 different pieces of different things. And oh, wow. so the, that type of music is called plunder phonics because basically you're plundering through like just record stores and other bins trying to find stuff that you can take in bits and pieces from. So that's kind of where that, that name comes from. I, I kind of like that name. I thought that sounded kind of cool. I was going to say, a lot of electronic artists do that. Like RJD2, I like him a lot. He samples a lot of like mm. really obscure like 60s and 50s and 70s stuff. And I watched this really interesting video on YouTube of like, he just has walls and walls of records and 45s of just random mm. dollar bin stuff that no one's ever heard of that he like uses in his like sampling. It's pretty cool. I think Pretty Lights was doing that too. I mean, I'm sure a yeah, lot of them do. Exactly. I remember him like doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That that to me, like, obviously, I'm not really musically inclined, but like to me, that sounds like the most fun thing is like finding, looking for really obscure records, mm-hmm. like either playing them in the store or buying them and playing them later, and like discovering like gems of stuff that like no one's ever heard of, mm-hmm. and like taking pieces of that and like making it your own. That sounds really fun. It does. Crust grind. I don't even, I don't even want to click on that. Gross. I don't even want to click on that. It's just too gross. Maybe it's maybe it developed in pizza parlors. Yeah. Like people making the crust of the pizza and they started making music with the crust. Sure. <laughs> well, if maybe we should tie it up then because we've been we've been talking for a while, so I think we covered yeah. a lot of different stuff. For sure. Um, so yeah, we if any of you listeners can think of any other genres that you just like the name, you like where the name came from, or you just like the genre in general, hit us up on our Facebook page at getyourfunk slash Facebook I after that up. <laughs> Peter, help me. Facebook.com slash get your funk. <laughs> what do you I'm say? just like a soundboard. You push the right button and it just says Exactly. I was thinking that. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> Talk to us on Facebook. Um, you can yell at us if we forgot to talk about one of your favorite genres or subgenres. Or if we got something wrong, let us know. Uh, likewise, if you have ideas for future topics uh, for us to cover on the show, we are more than happy to hear your ideas because after 115 episodes, we start to slow down on uh, ideas here. So, Well, thanks, Jose, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, so I guess we'll sign off then Uh, this has been your host Peter and this has been your host Kyle and this has been Funk Radio thanks for tuning in join us next time and we'll be in your ear holes once again very soon 
For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening.